Hello and welcome to The Hack Report. Coming up in this issue, Josh will be taking you through the very basics of writing a news story. Lauren reports from the Youth Media Summit 2014. But first, Lola Lawal talks to BBC journalist Rhea El-Salahi about diversity in journalism and about how to engage new and diverse audiences with the medium of radio. I've always loved radio, but the older I get, the more I kind of find niche radio that perhaps I wouldn't have listened to when I was younger, but that I love. It tells you stories about parts of the world or the way people live that you'd never find out otherwise. Um, And so I really hope going forward that, that it's a medium that continues. I just don't think judging it by the sorts of people that I speak to on a regular basis, that young people, young diverse people across the country are as into radio as they are into online content or TV. Mm. What do you think needs to be done to change that then, to get people more interested in radio and keeping them engaged? Yeah, well, first and foremost, I think radio needs to be a more diverse place to work and therefore those sorts of people that perhaps wouldn't be tuning in to BBC Radio 4 would because they see more of themselves and hear more of themselves reflected back to them. So first and foremost, diversity within the industry needs to change. But also I think it's uh, it's a a kind of a snowball effect, I guess, that when more and more of us start to tune into radio and talk to our friends about, did you hear this story on the radio rather than did you see that, that news story or did you watch that video on YouTube, perhaps that will have an impact. Um, But first Mm. and foremost, I think it's an issue about the actual industry itself that needs to become Mm. more diverse. I mean, as well, would you say maybe more content for young people on on radio? Because, I mean, I know there's a lot of things that they do on TV just to catch young people, young audiences. Mm. So if perhaps there's more things on um, the radio for younger audiences, perhaps that will catch them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it, it's really interesting that, for example, um, Radio One's Newsbeat team, which is the BBC's kind of youth news, is moving towards more of a kind of online, more of their content is online rather than just exclusively on the radio. Um, and the way that that has been picked up, that stories, I mean, you, you see regularly going on Facebook or Twitter, these stories being shared all over the place. Um, and so there's clearly an appetite out there Uh, for stories about young people Um, Mm. but whether there's enough of that being done at the moment for them I I don't think there is really I think there there could always be more. Ria El-Salahi talking to our reporter Lola Lawal there. Now how to write a news story. Josh gives you the basics. Writing a news story is the bread and butter of most working journalists day and while it seems simple it's actually something that can be tricky to get your pen around. On the Wannabe Hacks website, you can find a whole piece listing some helpful tips when setting out to write your own news story. Uh, but for you lucky listeners, we've got a condensed version to get you started. So the first thing you've got to do when news writing is to find the hook. This is the key factor or event that the rest of the story will hang on, and it'll make up your intro. Um, ask yourself how you tell the story to a stranger on the bus in a single sentence. That's sometimes a helpful way of doing it. Then once you've found your hook, it's time to structure the rest of your story. And this is where the inverted pyramid comes in. Again, there's a handy diagram on the Wannabe Hacks website explaining the uh, inverted pyramid. But if you can imagine an upside-down pyramid split into horizontal segments, then it's a start. Uh, Your hook goes in at the top of the pyramid and your story, and should include or be immediately followed by the most important information. Try and answer the who, what, where, when, why and how of your story in this segment. Then, as you taper down the pyramid, comes any slightly less important information, as as well as any discussion or analysis. 
Some reaction is always useful here, and I always like to get a strong quote into the story at this point, around the third or fourth paragraph. Then, as you get towards the bottom of your story and the point of the pyramid, it's time to add anything else relevant, while not crucially important, to the story. Perhaps a little background information, a secondary quote, follow-up information, that kind of thing. So to conclude, at the top of your story should be the hook and most important information. In the middle, any other important information, some reaction, some analysis. And at the bottom should be anything else relevant um, that you always see at the bottom of a new story. Once again, you can get more detail on the structure of your new story, as well as some more top tips of news writing on the Wannabe Hacks website. That's www.wannabehacks.co.uk. Josh Hollis there with the basics of writing a news story. To read more from Josh on the basics of news writing, you can click the relevant link below this audio player. The Youth Media Summit took place earlier this week. Our reporter Lauren Cunningham went along to talk to some of the attendees. Last Wednesday, I went to the Youth Media Summit 2014. It was an event organised by the Youth Media Agency and held in the British Film Institute on London's South Bank. The event was roaming with young media editors, content creators, filmmakers and generally inspiring young people. There were a few well-known faces in the media world there, such as Samuel King, a spoken word artist, representatives from Vice magazine and even our very own Nick Petrie, who was holding a masterclass on digital strategies as part of the event. I took the opportunity to have a quick conversation with several attendees of the summit. I wanted to find out more about who they were and why they had attended the event. First up, I spoke to Tristan Pegg, who runs his own production company. I run a sort of production company under the name of Pegg Productions. I'm the creative director. Um, I'm here at the BFI today um, as a graduate from the BFI Film Academy, and I was invited. I've just had a session with the BBC. Really good to know that they're after views from the youth and they're wanting fresh, new, original ideas. That was Tristan Pegg there, one of the attendees of the summit. Next, I had a quick chat to Jessica Murray, who got the chance to attend the summit thanks to our newsletter. I've really enjoyed today. Um, it's been given a good opportunity to speak to different uh, media platforms, to collaborate, to come up with some different ideas. Also, really enjoyed um, the session with The Guardian and how to youth media can collaborate with more mainstream media platforms. And um, it's given me some good ideas that I'm going to take away and uh, maybe work on in the future. Thanks to Jessica Murray, a reader of our newsletter, for talking to me. Matthew, a young filmmaker, also quickly told me why he was at the summit. I'm a young filmmaker and I've come to the BFI South Bank today because I heard about this awesome youth media summit that was going on and figured it'd be a great way to collaborate and meet new people and network and stuff. Last but not least, I had a slightly more in-depth conversation with Connor Sefton, a journalist at the summit. I'm a sub-editor at Metro and I'm soon to be a freelance digital multimedia journalist at Sky News. Can I just ask why you've decided to go into freelancing? Um, well, there's a there's a mix of uh, things that were going on in my decision. Um, I Metro are a fantastic they're a fantastic organisation to work for, um, and they were instrumental in getting me trained in what I was doing at Metro, which I was a sub editor. Um, my reason for freelancing is a mix of wanting to explore new opportunities and to have a more varied skill set. And also as well, however much of a risk it is, it's the flexibility of it as well um, and the opportunity to work for a multiplicity of, of media organisations rather than one. Can I just ask why you've come to the Youth Media Summit today? Um, I've, been, I've got a bit of a long-standing association with it. I uh, came to the first summit, which was in 2009, and I was at college at the time. And at the time I was running um, a copywriting business called Visualise Media. And it was a youth-led media organisation because we employed young writers and we produced 
uh, articles and books for uh, businesses. Um, and so I was there in that capacity and I stayed in touch with Susanna, who's the director of the Youth Media Agency, and I've just loved watching and seeing how they've developed and also to see how youth media itself has changed in the past five years. Don't forget to check back to Wannabe Hacks where my write-up of the 2014 Youth Media Summit goes live on the site. It'll give you a more in-depth look into the whole day and showcase some more of the young talent involved. That's all from us this time. We'll have more on the Youth Media Summit on the Wannabe Hacks website next week. Until then, you can get in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook and let us know what you think of the Hack Report by leaving a comment in the section below.